Resting by the sea in sunny San Diego, this is the Ascended Masters at Work show, where we lift the veil of mysticism and reveal ancient secrets brought to earth by the world's greatest spiritual teachers. Here we share real-life stories that change lives and widen our eyes. And now, here is your host and spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to our special Thursday call. And, you know, we just love doing these broadcasts. And I want you to know, I have the greatest producers in Don and Doug. I mean, they're just phenomenal. And they take such good care of me, and they're so kind. And what I really love about them is if they happen to make a mistake, they overcompensate. And I hope that's what you do with your clients, too, because we all make mistakes, right? Isn't that so? We all make mistakes and we learn from them every time. And if we can overcompensate like my producers do of this show, our clients will always love us. So I want to give a shout out to Dawn and Doug at BBS Radio because they are so phenomenal and so easy to work with. So thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Now, what we're going to talk about today is about Connecting your business to your purpose. Hmm, I wonder what that means. And our guest today is really going to explain that. And you know, so many times I have people that come to me and say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my passion is. I can't figure it out. And you know, I've been doing this business and I love to do it, but I still don't know if it's my passion. Well, let me tell you, Obviously, what I do is my passion. I really, really love what I do teaching others how to sell through their heart and doing it myself as well. But sometimes it's just really hard to tap into that way of thinking. So the question I have for you that I want you to think about during this whole broadcast is, what is it that you love to do when you get out of bed in the morning? Think about that. Now, one of the things I love to do is get up and have my coffee on. I'm on my deck here in Mexico right now while I broadcast to you and do my meditation while I listen to the waves. It's so beautiful here. But you may have other things that you like to do. And what is it you do that really makes you feel good and then makes you excited when it comes to your business? Now, also... As you might guess, I love doing massive visibility because it brings massive income and I love being a speaker and I love teaching others how to do it. So you know, especially all of you in my community, you know that that's my passion and my purpose. Now this gentleman we're gonna talk to today, he is a CEO and he believes in a purpose-driven business. So in other words, He helps people find and align their purpose to their business. And he creates, in, in that, he creates a fulfilling life for them. And it makes it more effective in your use of time. And it helps you to achieve the results that really matter to you. Now, this gentleman is a culinary team building expert. Get that 
culinary team building expert, but I know he'll tell you the same thing I will. No matter what business you are in, the team building is always the same. He's a speaker, a prosperity coach. I can't wait to hear about that. And an author of two books and a third soon to be released. His two books are Creating Leaders to Build Teams, Aligning Your Purpose Toward a Winning Work Culture. He has the honor to call organizations like Facebook and Google as some of his clients. So I want you to meet Jim Conley. And he is an amazing man, and he's up in the L.A. area, and he he's his major accomplishment, I love it, he put down his son, Christopher. How many of you feel like your children are a major accomplishment? Well, I usually do, but sometimes when I'm at odds with him, I don't think so. <laughs> um, another accomplishment was launching his own business as a CEO chef. And also attracting and marrying the love of his life, Dr. Renee Gordon, who we had on the show just a couple weeks ago. And all of you were begging to have her on again. So I'm going to look into that with her. So let's welcome Jim Conley. Hi, Jim. Hey, Charlene. How are you today? I couldn't be better. I'm, I'm having such a wonderful day and I'm so delighted. And Jim, I was just wondering, what exactly do you mean by a purpose-driven business? What is that to you? Great question. And it's, when you think of a purpose-driven business, it all starts with your own personal purpose. And sometimes people get confused and they think purpose means something they have to do. And what I really like to explain is, purpose and this and this the way I explain it is really about who are you being and we work from a model the be do have model which I'm sure you've you're familiar with mm-hmm. and most people spend their life spending all their time doing 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 or having 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 and forget the most important thing is the being And what we want to do is help you connect who you're being to your business, businesses, your uh, position where you work. So when you're doing the things that reflect what you're being, you can have all the things that fulfill your life. Hmm. Okay, so when you're speaking to someone who's an employee or someone who's working part time just so that they can keep their business going, how do you get into a state of being? Well, first of all, it says when you determine what your purpose is and and, and I might have a special offer, you know, if, if everybody's nice, I might have a special offer where it's going to help them determine <laughs> What that is, in other words, I'm going to give them a uh, a copy of my PDF that mm. uh, that actually is the action guide to the book that's going to be coming out, creating leaders to build teams, aligning your purpose towards a winning work culture. This can apply to entrepreneurs as well as people in large organizations, because everyone once they find out 
what their purpose is, it's something you talk about and think about every day of your life. For instance, I have it right now just over my over the wall in my office. So I'm always connected to that purpose because when you miss that purpose and you forget who you are, which is so easy today with all the interruptions we have and all the different uh, uh, media that's thrown our way and social media, we're always confused sometimes of what's important to us and who are we being at any given time. So that being then determines what our actions will be. And to answer your question, someone's maybe working part-time will re, will be connected to the fact that their business that maybe is not quite producing the revenue that they'd like it to produce has to continue connect even more so to who they're being so they can start making that money to then do what they what their bliss is in life and that's why we we take it almost step by step to where you discover who you're being in order to create a business that reflects all that. Mm, and that's a really, really good explanation. And, and you know, I just want to give you an example, Jim. Um, sometimes our purposes are really big. And my purpose is to build communities of entrepreneurs that work together to uplift each other. And it's a very protected, caring, kind, and loving community, but it takes entrepreneurs away from being on their own. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs have a terrible time when they're all by themselves because there's nobody to try their ideas out on or or uh, it's hard to stay focused on their purpose when they're all alone, don't you think? Well, that's exactly why I wrote this book, because I'm an entrepreneur myself, and there are days when I will section myself off from the rest of the world, and at the end of the day, I'm saying, what did I do that for? Where I find that I'm more effective is when I create a team around me, and mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it has to be uh, a, a corporate team. Even though I do work a lot with uh, those type of entities, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with that forget that there's lots of people who are on their side that are their virtual team. And they may be joint venture partners. They may be uh, vendors. They may be customers who are your biggest fans. But those teams around you are integral to your growth and to be able to express who you are on a consistent basis. Mm, I agree. I agree. And I think that's why I spend so much time on Zoom and Skype and on the phone, making sure everybody's connected and that I'm connected as well because I really miss them when I'm not able to do that. And I think we can grow so much more and so much faster when we do have that team that we're connected to, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I see this all the time. Entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs because they're so talented. And it's it's almost a curse when you think about <laughs> it. It's like, oh, I'll do that. And, and why do I need to get somebody to do it? Well, one of the first exercises I have my clients go through is I say, okay, list all the things you do in a day. 
and they list them and list them. And, and you know, as well as I do, when you're an entrepreneur, it says sometimes you go to the second and third page with all the things that you do. Then I mm -hmm. have them circle the things that they love to do. What is your bliss? When you do it, it's like it turns you on. It really lightens up your life. And they do that. And then I say, okay, now what I want you to do is put a square around all the things that, eh, you do it, but you don't want to really do it, but you don't mind doing it. It's okay. And then just get a highlighter in red. And I use red intentionally. The things you just totally dislike doing all together. And that right there is the beginning matrix. And my job is to help them do 80% of their actions every day to do the things that they love, the things that they're in bliss over. And my job is to help them realize how they can either outsource or delegate the things that either they don't like or don't really, you know, really care to do. And it's changed people's lives because they sometimes think that they're stuck as an entrepreneur doing it all. And when they realize they can grow their business and create a team around them of people who are supportive of them to grow their business, my gosh, they transcend to a whole nother level. Now, I, I'm going to ask you to put your prosperity hat your prosperity coach hat on, I should say. And, you know, this is a question that is frequently asked, and that is, how do I, That's this is how they approach me, how do I jump into hiring a VA when I'm not making enough money to support myself? I'm, I'm in that middle area, and I really need the help so I can do what I love to do and really get out there but I have to do this because I'm not making enough money yet to do that. Yeah. And I've heard this so many times and, and <laughs> I'm even challenged with it as well. When, uh, when you, you, like I said, you go back, you say, well, I can do this. Let me input that da data. Let me go ahead and make those extra calls. What I, ex how I explained uh, to my clients, I said, okay, what I want you to do is figure out if you were working a, a hourly wage, how much would you be worth? And invariably, when I work with, uh, with, with professionals, they'll come up between the, the, the number of 200 to $500 an hour. And I said, great. Okay. How much does it cost you to hire a VA? And anybody that, that uh, has worked with a VA, a virtual assistant, will understand that they'll range between $20, $30 an hour. And it seems like a lot. But if you're able to get those people to do the things that allows you to do the things that in most cases is your bliss because usually if you're if you're a lawyer you love doing the work in law if you're if you're a coach or a consultant you're doing those uh jobs that help you do what you love to do figure out how many how many hours that they need to work in order for you to to do what you do so if it's two hours of their time which is say sixty dollars worth it but it gives you two days worth of work, well, you're talking about a minuscule amount in comparison. 
and you're doing the things you love. So you're not following up with uh, phone calls to, to remind them of their meeting or their appointment. They're, they're doing all that for you. And, and how I like to get them into the mode of doing it is before they think that they have money, because it's a mindset thing, you know that. Mm-hmm. Once they, before they do the mindset, I first thing I do is I have them set it up. And I said, I want you to set it up. What would you have someone else do? And they start thinking in that way where they start setting up their business in a way that makes it easier. Instead of just looking for that phone number, you have an up-to-date database that has your, your phone numbers listed or you have a, a, a CRM uh, set up, a customer relationship management program already set up. And all you need to do is get someone to be an administrator for you on that, but you don't tell them yet. So all you're doing is helping them set up to realize the wasted time on the things that they do they don't really want to do. Then when they get to the mindset, when they finally accept the mindset of how much more valuable they would be if they spent the time doing what they're meant to do, then it's an easy transition. So they're not using any excuses. Mm. So you're saying if you can change their mindset that the money situation doesn't matter? I'm trying to figure this out. Well, the money situation is in their mind because if they realize first they have it set up so there's no excuse of saying, well, I have to set up my business so that someone could easily just step in and take over this position. I have them start setting it up and I'm changing the mindset as they're going along while they're doing that, they're becoming more efficient. And -hmm. because of their efficiency, they're making more money. But before they go and blow that money on something they don't need, I have them actually put it aside and I said, this is the investment into your, your, uh, we we actually name them. So, so, and and, uh, I know some people out there probably saying, I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, we name them, you know, we have fun names, you know, as as we will come up with, this is my, this is my Tiffany. It it just Mm -hmm. so happens my assistant's name is Tiffany. So (laughs) she's looking over at me and saying, it is Tiffany. And it's like, okay. So we, we name, you name your assistant Tiffany and you say, okay, this is, I'm, I'm going to start paying Tiffany because now you're more efficient. You're making more money. You put the time aside for Tiffany, the, the, the hourly wage aside for Tiffany. Now you build up a little account that's Tiffany's. And all of a sudden, you have maybe a couple of days worth of money put aside or maybe a week's worth of money put aside for Tiffany. Now you have no excuse. Now mm-hmm. you have the money. You've already invested in Tiffany without doing it. You've invested in the in having better procedures in your work. Now it's like that's money that you didn't have before. And now you start, then you hire somebody. And, and there are systems out there where you can hire a virtual assistant for an hourly time period. You don't have to invest in somebody as a full-time job. They're they're all uh, in they're all individual contractors, and then mm-hmm. what you do is you just go ahead and and say you know you have a week's worth. Well, think about if your you, your systems are working right, that investment in your Tiffany is now going to bring you more money, and now mm-hmm. you've now you're in a positive flow. 
Right. Absolutely right. And that is provided that you bring a highly trained VA on and you don't have to train them. That it, it becomes kind of cumbersome when you have to train them. So think about that very carefully and, um, you know, make sure that whoever you are hiring, whoever your Tiffany is, they already know what it is that you need to do, like your social media or whatever it is you choose. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, Jim, um, we have Nancy on the line from California. Would Are you ready to take a question? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Nancy, are you there? Are you are you ready to ask Jim your question? Yeah, sure. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. My my question is um can being a purpose driven business apply to all size organizations, like all the different like small size, large size, medium size companies? Yeah, actually, that's a great question, Nancy. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it does it does truly apply to all sizes, and, and the reason uh, I can say that is uh, uh, you might recognize the name of this particular business. It's called Facebook. It's just a little a little company that kind of <laughs> popped out of Silicon Valley. Well, what uh, one of the things I've had the pleasure of working with uh, with Facebook for many years, and uh, I haven't had a chance to meet Mark Zuckerberg in person, but from the, all the people that I've worked with, I know for a fact that this founder of Facebook's purpose and why he even does what he does is because he does want to bring the world together through technology. Now, the reason why they hired me uh, to work with them uh, in their leadership program is because I bring in our culinary team building programs into the into it. And one of the and one of the things that we say is that we bring the world together through food. And it was a perfect match of our philosophy and theirs. And so we've been really good supporters of each other for many, many years. So that's a huge company and they are they are the one of the fastest growing large companies that have a heart and of course i already gave you an example of when you're working with entrepreneurs but then you have a lot of uh, uh small and medium-sized businesses that are run uh like family run and they're just as important and uh, vital to our economy. And they have that, and many of them are run purpose-driven because there's a close connection between the founders and uh, the business. There, there's not a big separation. So definitely it is possible. Mm, great question. Nancy. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna move right to Michelle in uh, California also. She's online too. Hi, Michelle. Hi, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show. We're glad you called in. Thank you. So uh -huh. um, my question is, what is the distinction between a purpose and a vision in a corporation? Ooh, well, that's a good uh, one. I like that one a lot. That's, that's a very good question. And uh, next question, please. No. <laughs> 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 and, and you know it's it's really interesting uh that question actually brings to mind why so many entrepreneurs get burned out and seem to lose track of time lose track of their business because they don't start off with understanding that 
everything emanates from their personal purpose and that when they create a business, that business should be working for them as opposed to most of the times we're working for our businesses. So to give you an idea, when you start off with the, your personal purpose, then when you create a business, the first thing you should, you should create is the vision of the business. And that vision should be something grand, something that is so big that it may not even be complete in your own lifetime. And I know, uh, I know. With uh, with my my wife is uh, is a very popular relationship coach. She helps people either find the love of their life, or she helps reignite that love within couples. And one of the things that she says in her vision is that she wants to to make divorce obsolete in the world and use love as almost like like we do money, where it's something that is real. It matters. And when you think about that, go, oh, my gosh, I said, we're at a 50 percent divorce rate. How can that be so? And it's like it may not be complete in her lifetime, but it's still her vision. And she works every day diligently to help people who are not married to find the love of their life so that they're set up properly where they're matching their values and their beliefs first and not if they're cute not if they not if they have uh, the same hobbies but the fact that they really connect at a deep level and that will uh, that will set up a generation that will that will not know divorce so you you start with something big and you go from there but it's not your personal mission, your personal uh, purpose. It is your vision of your entity, your business. And this will allow you to open up more organizations or businesses or be more philanthropic because you can have visions for each one of those entities and in itself. And your purpose though is your purpose forever. And, you know, that's really called a movement also. When you've got something that's just is going to go on way beyond your path, your lifetime and make many unhappy uh, attorneys, right? <laughs> 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 I mean, can you imagine if we had no, many, no more divorce, how many attorneys would be out of work? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's interesting is, is because, uh, it, because uh, my, my wife, Dr. Renee, his, is actually being approached by a lot of divorce lawyers who they're tired of seeing all these people divorce because they can make money many ways. And mm -hmm. they're not proponents of divorce. They're surrounded by sadness. And mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're actually hiring Renee to be able to help people uh, either uh, reconcile but understanding that they have the same direction they just don't see it because of small things that are bothering them or that they have to end the relationship they have but to do it in a civil way where they're able to transform into another uh, life and uh, and be clear to who they are so mm -hmm. what she does and what we do is not that dissimilar because we're always helping people find their purpose so then they can be clear that who they are is the most important thing and everything from that emanates from that be place of being. Mm. And with that final thought, I am going to take a break for just a minute and we will be right back. Hang in there. 
professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, The Art of Selling with Heart, the next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compel to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. And what we're talking about today is all about how to maximize your wealth. Because if you really love, love, love what you do, you can't help but maximize your wealth. So welcome back. And uh, Jim, uh, would you tell us a story, would you mind, about how a how Spirit has supported you in your business? Oh, absolutely. Uh <laughs> It's it's interesting. It's just the um, the idea that um, sometimes we get really uh, analytical about our lives and and uh, goal setting and all the the processes involved. And you know, one of the one of the biggest things that uh, helped me is when I was in a quiet place and. I was. Uh, this is when I had my restaurant years ago. Uh, I had a very, I mean, a very uh, popular restaurant uh, in in Silicon Valley and for 18 and a half years, and it was also a cooking school. I loved what I did, but I realized I wasn't really fulfilling uh, my purpose, and I realized it was time to go. But I didn't know where was I going, and I know a lot of people out there probably maybe or have been in a place like that it says are you fulfilling what you're meant to do on this earth at this time and i felt like that was a good beginning and it taught me a lot about working with people and building teams as well as as operating a uh, a high level 
uh, operation that was, uh, you know, we were ranked like 28 out of 30 in Zagat. And I came to the conclusion, I said, what, what was important to me? And I realized it was having New Year's off with my family. That was it. And I said, wow, that was the beginning of understanding about designing a life. And I talk to my clients all the time about that because sometimes we get so caught up in following the rules and we go through school, we go through college, out of college we get a, uh, we get a job and from there our life seems to just take off and then there's that R word, retirement. And it's like, mm. oh my gosh, did <laughs> we fulfill our lives? And it comes down to designing your life the life that you were meant to have to match the purpose that you've created and when i realized i was missing out on so many opportunities to be close and loving with my family because i was so busy with a restaurant it didn't match my purpose i was very good at it but that's not that's not a good enough reason to stick with something so when I realized that I needed to be serious about what my life was all about, and I started to design a life, and I started to outline what are the things that really are exciting to me. And, and, and I only got that when I was actually being totally present. And a lot of people, they're so busy running around and, and doing, they don't have that chance of being. And I really believe the true source speaks to you when you're totally in the now. And when you're mm -hmm. in the now, it comes to you. And that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it's a great one. It's a great one. And I and I can totally see what you're talking about because I am, as you know, I think that I'm a certified financial educator and I'm really good at it. I am so good at it, but it's not what I love to do, which is why I teach the classes that I do is because that's when I get excited is when I see somebody excel and succeed. And I mean, when I, I do a uh, Friday morning boot camp at 8 a.m. every Friday and they call in, they tell me what they're in the midst of doing and how much money they've made in that week. And I get so excited because then I know that the process really works and they're really implementing it. And that's what really is a passion for me is to be able to teach and watch others succeed. That's my thing. It's not sitting and designing a financial plan. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I'm so good at it, but I don't like it. And it took a long time for me to move away from that because I am good at it. And I still have clients that reach out to me and I still have my financial clients. But it's not what I really push forward in doing. So I completely know what you're talking about. So if any of you are out there and you're stuck in something and you're really, really good at it, and people tell you all the time how great you are at doing that thing, but it's not what you love to do. Just be in the moment and see if you can make a shift to what you love instead of what you need to be in that moment. 
So uh, we have another caller on the line, Dr. Michael Gross, and he is what I'd call a regular on our show, and he's even been one of my guest experts. Are you there, Dr. Michael? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to hear your voice, and I know you always have the most wonderful questions, so go ahead. Yes, Jim, I've heard a lot about you, and I have two questions. Let me address the first one. What does a cooking team building have to do with building teams in an organization? <laughs> that's a good one uh yeah i it's funny you should ask that because sometimes uh i i had to actually address that on my website uh ceochef.com because when people would uh would would ask that question and it, it they said there seems to be something about it and i said well let me ask you a question and when you have people over your home where and, and i'm gonna ask you this uh directly uh dr michael uh when you have people guests over your home people who you care about uh, where do they end up all huddling around and and where, where what room in the house becomes the one with its most crowded <laughs> the kitchen of course <laughs> it's uh, fact, kitchen. we're trying to shoot people out so we can get the food on the table <laughs> and it's like they always come in they always ask the question how can i help they mm -hmm. really truly want to help and, and and it's funny because when uh when my wife and i entertain now we actually have things ready for them to do and we end up having it's almost like a little cooking class in our kitchen we have a large kitchen as you can imagine and i already have things set up so people walk in they go can i help i go yeah here's your glass of wine is ready there's a cutting board here go ahead and chop this <laughs> <laughs> and people love it and so we we learn from from that when we realize people just bond over something that's familiar to them we all eat everybody in the world eats doesn't mean they all love it but i'd say 99 percent of the world people enjoy eating well cooking and food preparation is just an extension of the end product that's called eating so we realized this and why do something that is not in your wheelhouse like and and i by the way i have wonderful friends in the in the area of team building in the team building or business and they work with organizations with doing things like ropes courses and ropes courses as much as they're challenging for you individually they lack the team effort to really get the best out of uh the the idea of maximizing your team potential when people actually are put to the we have people do these exercises where they do it in a hotel in a conference room or a ballroom and they'll, they'll have they'll have an hour and a half to create a multi-course meal from scratch and they do it so quickly and efficiently and the food that they create as good or better than the hotel that they're working at and and, and these are just these are people who are non-cooking people. The most these people know how to make are uh, reservations. You know, so it's like they are not really culinarians yet. From working together with no recipes, mind you, they're able to create these wonderful foods. So food brings people together. Both food and music are the two things that really overcome cultural diversity and really 
make people understand you have more in common than not. And food is just one of those fundamental things. So on many, many levels, we're having people connect both on the inner plane and the outer plane. So the unconscious is connecting as we connect them to the conscious level of what they've uh, what they've done and then to have a finished product a real product that they actually consume it's just the ultimate so when people learn more about each other in a fun interactive way with a real outcome oh my gosh it says the potential is endless and then when you throw in at the end how to connect that to their goals what they want to be as a team in their organization. Uh, I mean, you've taken it to a whole new level. Awesome. That's an awesome answer. Wow. Okay, <laughs> Dr. Michael, you said you had two questions. Yes, thank you. And thank you, Jim. That really makes it clear. Now, my other mm -hmm. question is, how do you typically help someone in a small, in a small business become purpose-driven? Wow. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I can see why you had him on your show. This is a smart dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let me let me answer by saying is that when we start with them understanding their own personal uh, purpose first, that way they can build an organization to reflect that purpose. And I'm gonna give you an example. As I mentioned to you that I had a restaurant for many years. I'm gonna share with you my, my purpose. And I'm committed to do what it takes so that I have a lifestyle of liberty that is free of an ordinary existence, to be free to do what I want when I want, and in the process, help people through my examples and teachings to have a legacy of love and excellence beyond my years. Now that's my purpose. When I was in the hospitality business, as much as I loved it, if anybody has ever been in that type of business, restaurant, hotel, it's like 24 seven. I, uh, I was constantly connected to my business to the point where I lost, I, I, made, I made lots of money. I had great notoriety. I mean, I got to rub elbows with all the CEOs of Silicon Valley because they, they, they wanted to dine at the best place in town. And we were considered the best for many, many years. But I lost a marriage. I, I, I mean, I, I have a great son uh, that, that is in my life. And I'm actually friends with my former wife. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman. But I wasn't fulfilling my my purpose and even my son I mean my son is such I mean he is so wise uh, I I'm so proud of him because when he started he would help me when we were doing a lot of these cooking team building he loved it and uh he would one of my best helpers and one of the things he said we were sitting there quietly and he looked at me and he goes you know dad you wouldn't be doing this if you were still married to mom and I'm going wow I mean, what kid has the wisdom to see that? And it says, as much as I loved his mom, it says, I couldn't be even with her because I wasn't following my true path. I'm an entrepreneur by nature. Her number one core desire is security. So 
I couldn't be who I, I wanted to be if I was still in the restaurant business, unless I organized it in a complete different way. But the way it was organized for the many years I was there, I was trapped there. I didn't have the freedom to do what I wanted when I wanted to. It wasn't, it wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time. So that's why it's so important to begin your business to your business should follow your personal purpose first. So you're building an organization that's going to reflect who you are. Therefore, you can be who you are while growing a business and make sure that it it uh, it continues that way. Does that help you, uh, uh, Dr. Michael? He must have hung up, I guess. And he was probably listening. <laughs> I, all the lines are full, and I think that's why. So uh, let's take Patrick from California. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Jim. I don't know if you remember me, but several years ago I saw you speak in California, in Los Angeles, and you were amazing. So here's my question. Um, my question is, if um, for somebody like me that's not a very good cook or doesn't like to cook, what advice can you give me for somebody new to desiring to eat more at home? Oh, I love that question, Patrick. Good one. <laughs> Patrick, find yourself a girlfriend who likes to cook. I think that's the first step. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's it, you know what's interesting is that it just so happens uh, I be, I'm a trained chef. My wife is a trained chef, and it's funny. It's just because it, it's like uh, we don't do that professionally anymore. But one of the the joys that we get is coming into the kitchen. Like we put a full day in. We we, we work with clients. We work with businesses, and w at the end of the day. We like to just connect, and we connect by uh, being in the kitchen together. So I would suggest, Patrick, is find somebody who likes to play in the kitchen. It's like so much fun, and it's not about uh, uh, so many people. They're always in a hurry, and they're in a hurry to go do something and do something. I said, just be with the person you love and just, you know, go to the go to the market together. Uh, we love going to the farmer's market. We get to meet wonderful people. We get the food. We bring it home. And, if, you know, we, 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 we just plan a meal around that. And our meals may take a little longer than the average person's. But you know what? It says this is an opportunity. You know, it's, it, putting a meal together is an opportunity to connect with the people you love. And if that's not team building on the on the most basic level, I don't know what is. In fact, we call we call uh, that that team the home team, and the home team trumps any business team or corporate team or organizational team because that one controls all teams. And when you have an opportunity to to find a person, even if they don't know how to cook, just learn along with them. Yeah, in fact, that's sometimes more fun. It says, do the things that you know you can do and then add to it. And every time you add a new distinction to what you do, you're doing it with that person. And you're actually connecting them at a visceral level. So you're you're not uh, just a, a sex toy. Uh, you're not just a <laughs> conversation piece. You're now more than that. And just to, just to, uh, to cook together in the kitchen, is it, it's so fun 
and if you make it that way. I hope that answers your question, Patrick. Yeah, I, you know what I'm thinking? I have to find a man who can cook in the kitchen. That's what I need. <laughs> well, you know, just so, who's open to the possibilities and and you can guide them along the way. Men will do anything if it pleases you. And, you know, and knowing who you are, so you're probably a phenomenal cook already. Now it's about letting them be a part of it. And it's like, you know what, I, I, I dare say it's like, it's actually the, it's actually what I call the new, the new day of, of foreplay. It's like, kitchen, and then it expands. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, you know, uh, my wife, of course, the relationship coach, she actually has something called date night in, and she mm. actually has to make a meal where everything is is done without any utensils, so you're feeding each other. I mean, how erotic is that? I mean, to start Oh, off. that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so if there's any listeners out there, I'm ready to have somebody feed me, and, and I look forward to doing that with them. And with that, we'll be right back in just one minute, I promise. Attention professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, the art of selling with heart. The next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course is because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. So welcome back, everyone, and we have had Ian on the line waiting to ask his question, and he's just burning questions. So, Ian, you are up. 
What is your question for today? Welcome to the show. Thank you. First of all, thank you for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. I'm interested in knowing. I'm interested in knowing what the difference is between leadership development and team building. Hmm. I like that question. Thank you, Ian. I, that is a great question, and I can't tell you how many times I've, I've seen it being used as separate entities, but they're actually really one and the same because team building within team building, you're developing leaders simultaneously and leadership is a state of being. It's not a title in front of someone's name. People get confused all the time with them having a title that they're showing uh, a, a state of leadership. And, and sadly saying a lot of organizations lack the capacity to understand that when you're building uh, building teams, you're building leaders at the same time. And just to use an example, it says when, when I did have my restaurant years ago, we always would build someone up and it's 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 a saying that we came up with and i would tell i would tell the people uh, like the, the dishwasher i'd say do you want to dish wash dishes forever and they said no i said how'd you like to live on the other side which is the the cooking part and they go yeah and i said watch it every time you have a chance go see what it's like to make salads and then the salad person, watch the person who makes souffles. And the souffle person, watch the person. And you can see how you're always looking uh, the next level. I would tell my, I would tell my, 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 uh, my chef, I'd say, look, you want my job. And go, but you own the place. I said, that's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to think like an owner. I don't want you to think like a chef. And I don't want your sous chef to think like a sous chef. I want your sous chef to think the next level. That's leadership. And that's how you build a team because now they can see something greater than themselves. And there you go. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. You know, and you just gave your final thoughts. I'll tell you right now. Because <laughs> always be looking to the next level. Always be looking to the next level. And that's what I did too when I wanted to go out and do all my public speaking with my book. I looked for somebody on the next level. Find a mentor that can get you there. Now, exactly. Jim, talk to us about uh, what, you're, what you have for our listeners because I know you have something very special and we have almost no time left so please tell them i'll get to it quickly talk about finding a mentor i would love to to offer you a 30 minute now it says 20 minute but i'll give anybody who's a caller 30 minute uh, uh free bonus results coaching call a session with me live you go to my website, ceochefconsulting.com. That's CEO, like the head of a company, and chef, like a person who cooks, consulting.com. And just click on it. It's actually a scheduling uh, app that you just click on it, schedule for free, boom. You get into my schedule, you, you schedule a time, and uh, next thing you know, we're talking, and and uh, that's all I got for you. And. And if you and if we talk and you mention that you were a part of the the show, you heard us from the show, I'll give you a copy, a PDF copy of our Creating Leaders to Build Teams, Aligning Your Purpose Towards a Winning Work Culture Action Guide. So we actually begin creating your own life that you desire. 
Mm, that sounds phenomenal. An action guide. So people take him up on this. You know, so many people offer a free 40 minutes. And these are very high-end coaches that I have on this show. And if you don't take responsibility for yourself and utilize that free 40 minutes, it may be the gift of your whole career. So think about it. Give us the way to reach you again, Jim. That is CEOChefConsulting.com. Awesome. CEOChefConsulting.com. And take him up on his free 40 minutes. What can it hurt? And don't ever miss anything that is given to you for a free 40 minutes. It may change your life. So, Jim, I want to thank you for being with me today and all of our guests. And I also want to share with you that we are going to have a heartfelt branding person on next. So I really look forward to next Thursday at 2 p.m. See you then. By the sea, over and out, I'm going to go take a swim. Thank you for joining us on the Ascended Masters at Work show with spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. We hope you found our message enlightening in a way that will change your everyday interactions in work and play. Share the love. Pass on our web address, ascendedmastersatwork.com, and if you have a great story to share, we'd love to have you on the show. This has been a Massive Visibility Media Production. Join us next week for the Ascended Masters at Work show. And while remembering the words of the late Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We say Namaste.